23rd floor of Corporate Courtney, and I am your host, Courtney Johnson. It's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday. Shoot, it was a long week just on Monday alone. However, over the last few weeks, I've kind of felt like it's been some long weeks, and I guess it's just the nature of my business pre-holiday, or uh, that's retail for getting ready for Black Friday. And my company has removed Black Friday and decided that we would do an entire two months of sales in the same season that we're in a pandemic due to everyone being stuck in their homes and trying to avoid a deathly respiratory disease. We're thinking outside of the box. And on one hand, I'm excited to see the changes and the development from a retail perspective that the company gets. But on the other hand, it feels a little gimmicky for a time where people should not be so concerned with shopping and getting deals. But that is the name of capitalism. But in the name of capitalism, this great idea to have two months of sales came very short notice to the people who make very short sales happen. So there's been a very large push in the last month or so to try and get things in before you don't want to rock the boat too much. Um, In my world, they call that a code freeze. So before a big event, we try not to make any code pushes to a lot of our sites and our apps and things of that nature just to make sure that we're stable so when we get an influx or a volume of shoppers we aren't trying to change too many things at once but that doesn't mean we don't try to push that in there right before the code freeze and there's nothing capitalism hates more than complacency so you do have to have some new shiny things to attract customers to get in so we're racing up against a clock And I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm drained. I don't have the energy to do much of this anymore. I think I tweeted on Monday about being in back-to-back meetings where I snapped on any and everybody. And it's true. I'm completely irritable. The level of patience I have for idiocracy has dropped significantly over the last few weeks because... The more tired I am, the less patience I have for stupidity, which isn't good because if you don't know by now, stupid is everywhere. You can't avoid it. Stupid will come running at you like you are a glass window and some bird just saw some Windex commercial. Like stupidity will always find you. But for you to be successful in this world, you have to learn how to deal with stupidity. And for the most part, I can stop, take a breath, and explain things in a calm manner, ignore things, but as I've been tired, the less I let slide, 
And I think I was threatening on my Twitter. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they let me go here soon. And they wouldn't be in the wrong. The problem is, I grew up with a school teacher for a mother who's now an administrator, you know, growth. But her favorite phrase to tell students and her children was failure to plan on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. And so I've always grown up with that mindset that just because you can't do your thing does not mean that I need to drop everything and do mine. Which is cute in a saying or on a poster for your classroom, but in corporate America, that's just not true. Failure on anybody's part always can lead to an emergency on your part if the right leadership people believe that is now an emergency on your part. There are fire drills every day, and I'm sure each of you have gone through a fire drill that you thought, this is completely unnecessary for us to go through, or this was completely someone else's fault, why am I cleaning up the mess? When you look at these things realistically, It's not even just in corporate America. That's kind of just how life rolls. If the right people make the right mistakes, it it can be on you to have to deal with and in an urgent manner. And it doesn't seem fair, but it's the only way things operate. And the thing I kept telling myself for the last few weeks was that, you know, I'm finally earning my paycheck. Those weeks where we kind of, rolling with the punches and just kind of flowing with the week. That's not really where that high dollar comes in. It's this crazy stuff that really earns the paycheck. They're just keeping me happy until the crazy pops off. And that may not be true, but that's how it kind of gets me through the weeks. The really difficult part for me is that I feel like I did everything that I could in my capacity to call out a lot of the stuff that we're now running around with our heads cut off like chickens about. And I never got a great understanding of why we're doing it. So I've been working on what shouldn't be a project because I work in a world where everything is product. And that means we work in an agile state. So we try to get the smallest amount of value out of something and put it in and show. But instead, I'm working on a project we just can't call a project. And... We've been working on it for about a year and a half now. So trying to get things in without actually having requirement documents, because again, this is agile and we don't have requirement documents, but we kind of need the requirement documents because again, this is actually a project and getting them vetted, getting things replaced, retiring old systems, things of this nature. So this has been a year and a half long process and it has not gone as fast as some of the people who thought leadership or who are in leadership positions thought it would go. But they cannot hound us about timelines because, again, this is product. But they've always had some sort of date kind of in their head about when things would be complete. And that date was probably about September of this year. And I think the teams that are working on this have identified where these things, where gaps were, where we would run into problems, and alerted leadership that these things would not be done by September which is fine. That is agile. However, when the announcement came that we would have an earlier code freeze because we wouldn't just be doing Black Friday, we would be doing an entire November of sales. We were going to have less time to get things in before the holiday. Everyone who's been working on this has decided 
it doesn't make sense to try to force this to go live or go into production for where customers can see it and make the site unstable before this big holiday for no value. However, the leaders over this non-project have been trying to pushing us to do it. So there have been a lot of quick deadlines and new scope creep that's happening. So we want more and we need to do the more in a less amount of time. And instead of listening to the people on the ground floor in the weeds that are saying, what you're asking for is very difficult. We're going to run a lot of risk. Can you explain to me the value that we are going to get? No one can really explain to us why we need to get this rushed. And on Monday, I finally asked a question after working multiple nights until 11 p.m. that I said, can you tell me for who from a leadership position is asking for this to happen? And I got a very good political answer where they walked around that no one's really answering it, but we kind of don't want to be sitting on this because we want to get to the next phase. And I said, what we're talking about is deploying something that can ultimately ruin us if it goes poorly because it hasn't been completely vetted versus what you're saying is no one is actually asking for this. So again, I ask, what do we gain? And I got the political walk around answer. And finally, I had to realize this has nothing to do with anyone needing what we're being asked for. What we're looking at is someone who wants to be able to get a pat on the back to say, hey, we got this in by this time ahead of what we said we would. And they're not too concerned about what the repercussions are when these things fail. So I've had my team working late nights, staying on all times of hours, dropping everything we're supposed to be doing from another priority expectation to to work on these activities and to fix these issues as we see them come up. Because I'm not an idiot. We're seeing issues and we're trying to fix them quickly because we did not wait and fully vet. That is frustrating beyond reason. And from a girl who goes to sleep at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, or whenever Jeopardy ends, I try to convince myself that stay up another hour, staying up till 11 o'clock working on these things, staying up till 2 a.m. to see things get pushed is not my jam. So my level to deal with people and their, their need for a pat on the back, because there's no guarantee that the pat on the back is actually money, right? What, what they're hoping for is they get a check mark in their box that says can deliver things early and hopefully we'll get them promoted one day, right? There's no direct incentive to this crazy pushing. However, when things blow up and they're not working hard, it's us that are on the ground that are having to do the hard work. And I'd even exclude myself to believing that I'm not even technically one of the more on the ground people. I would consider myself middle management as someone called out. So if I'm tired, I know the people below me are tired. And if I can't articulate why we're doing this, how do I get them to continue to do it? Burnout is inevitable here. I'm already burnt out. If I'm snapping on you in meetings when I'm usually a very cordial person, something should be alerted right? The alarms, not just Courtney doesn't know how to hold her tongue or that I 
can't really comprehend the processes of being in corporate America, I understand wanting to do something great. And if there was a high value that we could see where we need to have this in by November, I would be totally on board and I could articulate it and I could share the joy of getting the work done even though we're working late. I can I can play the game better than anyone. But when we're doing things for no reason and we're doing things for no reason at the expense of people's well-being, it's hard for me to want to manage. It's hard for me to want to do. And what people don't realize is when I'm well-rested <laughs> or can get behind the ideas of what we're doing, I can bring other people along. I work with a lot of people who don't technically grasp the same concepts I grasp. And instead of letting everything kind of fall to pieces and only providing my part, I walk a lot of other people through. And sometimes with resentment because it's not my job. I'm not getting paid to be so-and-so's other manager and -and so-and-so else's other manager. I only get paid for my part. But when it all fails, they tend to look to me to fix it anyways. So I try to bring people along with me so I do less work at the end as opposed to driving people up. But because I'm tired now, I don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to want to do other people's jobs. And so what are we seeing? People who believe it is my job to bring people along, upset that I'm not doing it, and I'm having to explain that isn't my job. And what I was doing before was because I had the bandwidth. But now that you're burning me out, you're going to have to corral these other people. You're going to have to explain things that you poorly explain because if you could get them on board, I wouldn't have to do that part. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest girl in the room, but I am a little more intuitive to the way people articulate themselves, even when it's not as clear. Sometimes I can look for context clues or I can ask the right questions to get to an understanding myself. And then I summarize really well. I'm really great at concise. I don't like fluff and I don't like the bullshit that people put on things to be really cute and spin it. I can get the what is A, what is B, what is C, and I will tell you what is A, what is B, and what is C turned back around, even after I cut out all your fluff. But right now, I'm not doing any summarization for you. If you want something driven, you need to drive it. I can't right now. I won't right now. And this sounds more and more like a rant, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to explain is it is okay if sometimes your capacity isn't quite what it used to be because people aren't respecting your time. I go above and beyond when I can go above and beyond and I'm happy to do it. That's just my work ethic. I love being able to be a helpful hand. It's also part of my curse is being a people pleaser, but I also understand what is realistic. And if I was actually in charge, I wouldn't be pushing people to do this. And I would be explaining to leadership why it wouldn't be smart. And I would hopefully think that we could have conversations to get to a compromise that suits everyone. Instead, because I'm working for someone who doesn't quite understand that and is going to drive and push something that doesn't seem to be wholly beneficial to anyone but one person, I'm having to pick up the pieces and the slack around in my area. But that means other things will fall. When you cannot correctly prioritize, that means other things fall to the wayside. If I'm carrying two babies 
And then you tell me I need to go pick up a box and I have to pick up that box right now and carry it into the house. I'm going to have to put the two babies down. I may try to superwoman out and hold one baby and grab the box, but I at least have to put the second baby down. Something has to drop for me to continue to move on. And in this case in point, it is the things that you have been taking for granted that you didn't realize that I do that is being dropped because I need to go excel at the one thing that I am being evaluated for, which is the, the key requirements of my job. So yes, I may have the same meeting every two weeks with someone to explain something to them because they don't quite grasp it. I'm now saying I cannot have this meeting with you again to explain something that I've explained numerous times and you need to go do your due diligence to figure out the problem for yourself. And if that means that person cannot go do the due diligence, then that part's going to fail. And I can't feel any way about it because I still have things I need to check off my own list. Because when the end of year reviews come up, what I'm going to be asked is, when I asked you to do this directive to get something done by this deadline, were you able to do your part? And you're damn skippy, I'm going to be able to say yes. Because what you're not going to ask is, did you help that other girl in the other department understand her part and what she needs to tell her team to do? And then also did your part and then led it towards the success in the deadline that I gave? You won't be asking me that. You may be mad about it, but that's not going to be on the paper. I'm going to do exactly what I need to do that's going to be evaluated by my paper. And I would love to be able to say that I was able to help someone in this department and someone in this department, cross collaboration, yada, 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 you know the deal. But when you don't allow me the bandwidth to do those things, those are the things that I have to drop. Being everybody's manager are the things that I'm going to drop. And you're going to feel some type of way about it because you didn't get the result that you were looking for or you assumed was going to happen because it's always how it happens. But that's not what I'm being evaluated on. And it's going to suck because I love to throw those little pieces in into my reviews and say, hey, even though I did this, 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 this is where I went above and went this, this, this. But I won't be able to do that. And I won't feel any shame or regret about it because these are the unrealistic expectations you threw at me. And this is what I was able to juggle with that. So I will continue to fight little fires everywhere without knowing any value of what I'm doing because it is it is my job I'm doing what I'm expected to do I've got a directive I'm going to carry it out but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it with a sunny disposition and it's quite unfortunate because I like being a happy person but at the end of the day I'm tired and tired gets you half-assed and that comes in every aspect of the world So failure on your part may constitute an emergency on mine, but how I triage should be up to me. And if that triage isn't with a smile, you should be the one to grin and bear it. And that's all I've got for you this week. Thank you guys for joining. I know it was more of a rant than it was anything beneficial, but y'all love to hear me rant. Y'all love to see that my life isn't all pretty and pink. Otherwise, you'd go listen to the other corporate black girl podcast where they think the nine to five is the golden gift from God or whatever. This is real. My life is real. My experiences in corporate America are real. 
And sometimes that reel isn't dressed up in a pretty dress, just like my attitude isn't always. But I do want to thank you guys for joining and listening in. As usual, if you have questions or thoughts or stories that you want to share on the same subject, please send them to my email at thecorporatecourtneypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore corporate court. And until next week, toodles. <laughs>